welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. If you're new to the podcast, I'm a financial planner in St. Louis, Missouri, with clients in almost 20 different states now. But the majority of them, of course, are local to the St. Louis area, either in St. Louis and the surrounding areas or Illinois, just because that's where I started my business. But with the podcast, which I created about 18 months ago now, I have had a great opportunity to talk to listeners from across the country and talk about their retirement dreams, their needs, their questions. And the podcast not only helps my current clients that are in the retirement phase that are 50 and older, either planning for retirement or already retired, as well as people from across the country who might have retirement on their mind. This week, I wanted to talk about a listener that kind of called me out of the blue that uh, didn't agree with an entire episode that I did, episode number 41. This guy started off very confrontational over the phone because he disagreed with some of the things I was saying on episode number 41, which we'll get into about investing in gold. So we're going to talk about that on today's episode. It ended up being a great conversation with him. He's not going to offend me. And if anything, obviously, I'm not his financial advisor. He's got his own ideas, and that's okay. But I wanted to talk about this conversation because I think there's a lot to take away from it. There's a lot to learn because it seems like everybody has an opinion, and they let you know their opinion, whether it's about investing in gold, about you should be doing this or should be doing that. And you also hear from those people that were born smart. They know everything. I'm not saying this gentleman was, but hopefully I was able to kind of teach him some principles and what the data, what the evidence tells us as far as how to plan a successful portfolio for the next 30 years in retirement. Because I really think that's so crucial. You need to have a game plan because there's no do-overs in retirement. You got to get it right. And that's kind of the point of this whole podcast is to help you make the right choices, the right decisions when it comes to retirement. And if we have to talk about different examples that we run into with our own clients or people who are not yet clients, hopefully you can learn these lessons along the way. Now, we're not going to give their names. We're not going to give, oh, this is John Smith at this address. No, it's all anonymous. But hopefully we can learn lessons from each other. And from these discussions, there'll be a ton of different takeaways And that's where I have had listener feedback that has told me, hey, these Q&As that you do, these are absolutely fantastic because I have questions very similar to the questions that you talk about on the podcast. So we will continue to do the Q&A segment at the end of every podcast where you can have your question answered in an anonymous fashion. And you can submit your question by going to retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. That's retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. At the bottom, it'll say, ask Greg a question, and you can submit it right there. I'd also like to bring up that for a service that we started for 2022, it is the retirement assessment or retirement checkup to see if you're on track for retirement. We do two of these per month. So we are already booked out for January. So this would be for February. If you're interested in getting a retirement assessment or retirement checkup, and there's no cost or obligation, 
We simply just start with a 20-minute phone call, kind of as an introduction, get an idea of your situation. We gather the information we need, and then we report back to you in an additional phone meeting or Zoom meeting where we kind of show you our findings and any gaps we found in your retirement plan. So if that's something that might be beneficial, again, we only do two of these per month. We already have somebody for February, so we've got one more spot, and then we'll be booking for March. So my goal was to do two per month, 24 per year of these free retirement assessments to kind of help our listeners out. And not only that, but do so at a more personalized level. So again, our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com, you'll see the retirement assessment that you can complete that and schedule your meeting with us. Also on our website, we will be updating our resources tab, but currently you will find my retirement secret sauce, our couple's guide to a dream retirement, as well as our 2021 tax planning guide, our 2022 tax planning guide will be coming out shortly. All of those are available for free on our website, so check it out. All right, let's get into today's episode. I had a listener that called me out of the blue. Again, on the website, you can find my email, my phone number. I have listeners that send me questions and comments about the podcast. So I love to hear all the hate mail, all the love mail. And sometimes, yeah, there is some hate mail. People disagree with what I talk about. Not a lot of times, but maybe one or two emails every six months or so. But I actually had a listener that called, actually called me at the office and wanted to voice his disagreement with what I discussed on episode number 41, which was titled, Thinking of Investing in Gold, Think Again. Now, he was what I would call a very risk-averse person, meaning he didn't think it was wise to take a whole lot of vest in somebody's portfolio, and he viewed, historically speaking, gold to be a good hedge against inflation the rising cost of living. And that was essentially his opinion. He kept talking and bringing up the declining value of the dollar potentially in the future and how gold would react towards that. Now, I don't have a crystal ball. That's certainly his opinion on what could happen. I try to look at data and what the evidence shows us. Okay. So let's first start off with the idea of retirement. So The average age of the American retiree is age 62. That's the average age that someone retires in this country, 62. You can ask your friends, you can do a poll. Social Security tells us this, and it's available on their website. That's the most common age that people retire, 62. But you can ask around, and that's probably what you'll find out as well. It's been that way for several, several years. Okay, so we know... Most people start off, they start their journey at 62. So we should probably, and what I did is I looked at the evidence, I looked at the data. Okay, how long are people retired? So, and I know this is kind of morbid, but if you look at the life expectancy tables, because that's all we have to go off of, if you look at the life expectancy tables of a 62-year-old non-smoking couple, you will find that a 62-year-old non-smoking couple has what's called a joint life expectancy of age 92. What that means is is that the second spouse, the surviving spouse, would pass away expected at 92. And that's just actuaries telling us that, right? That's just the average. 
for example, my great grandmother passed away at 103. So there's going to be some people that exceed the average and there's going to be some people that that fall a little short. But if we're going off of the average 62-year-old couple, the average health of a non-smoking couple, we've got a plan for a 30-year retirement. Some people might even plan for a longer retirement with that data in mind, with the fact that the average person lives 30 years, maybe you want to plan for 35 or 40. But you at least, I think someone that's reasonable would say, we're going to at least plan for a 30-year retirement. So we know that 30 years is our time frame that we're working with. So what I did is I looked at, okay, let's look at all the data. Look at all the 30-year possible rolling periods. And let's see how gold has performed against bonds and stocks during all of those 30-year periods, those 30-year rolling periods. And there's a fantastic article that looked at all the research. It's called Rolling Returns, Gold versus Stocks and Bonds. And what it found since 1973, there was not one 30-year period where gold performed either stocks or bonds. So what the article said was they couldn't find one 30-year period in all of those different 30-year rolling periods where you would have been better off investing in gold versus stocks and bonds. Let me say that one more time. Between 1973 and when this article was written, the researchers could not find one 30-year period in all of these different rolling 30-year periods where you would have been better off investing in bonds instead of stocks and or bonds. And I was really curious. I thought, well, what about a 40-year period? So Kiplinger's has an article called Investing in Gold, 10 Facts You Need to Know. And very clearly, their research shows in the 40-year period from March 1980 through March of 2021, and this article was written in April of 2021, during that period, the S&P 500, which they called stocks or a stock index, it returned 12.1% annualized return during that period. A 10-year treasury note delivered a 6.6 annual rate of return, whereas gold during that same 40-year period returned 2.8% annualized return. Now, we know that the cost of living on average goes up about 3% annually. And you can look back, there's all kinds of consumer price indexes that are available online. But over a 30-year period, if you look at rolling 30-year periods, the consumer price index, the cost of living every year is going to go up about 3% a year. So during the past 40 years, gold didn't even keep up with the cost of living. So as I kind of went through all this data, all the evidence with this podcast listener, He just kind of sat back and and took it in. And and I think he started to maybe change his tune a little bit, I hope. And when I talked about these figures, he said, well, that can't be right. And so if you're doubting this evidence, check out again these articles in Kiplinger's. It's available online if you Google investing in gold, 10 facts you need to know. And then the better article, in my opinion, rolling returns, gold versus stocks and bonds shows you all the evidence you'll need to know. There was not one 30-year period, rolling period, that they could come up with 
since 1973 that gold was a better investment than stocks or bonds. The other thing, just kind of conceptually speaking, if you're investing your retirement portfolio in gold. Now, I review a lot of people's 401k choices, and I just reviewed one this week of a major hospital in St. Louis, Missouri, and we have some fantastic hospitals in St. Louis. But I looked at all the investment choices they had as options to invest their 401k in. And if I had to guess, there's probably about 20, 25 different choices. And as I'm going through this list, I don't see one option for gold. Well, why could that be? Why does this 401k custodian not allow someone to invest their 401k in a precious metal like a gold inside of a gold mutual fund? Let's look at a retirement date fund like a retirement date 2020 fund. Let's look at more specifically the Vanguard 2020 target date retirement fund. How is Vanguard investing that money? Well, I can tell you, I called my Vanguard representative and I have his cell phone number. And he said, Greg, guess what? If you own a share of that mutual fund or many shares of that Vanguard target date 2020 mutual fund, we don't invest a penny of it in gold or silver or any precious metal. So let's think about this a little deeper. If your 401k, which for most people, according to a Ramsey Solutions, the the largest study of millionaires ever done, was completed in year 2019. And what they found was, is that 80% of the millionaires in this study that were surveyed, over 80% of them utilized a retirement plan through their employer. So like a 401k or 403b. So assuming that's what you're using to build your wealth and build your retirement savings, looking at the choices, if they don't even allow you to use gold as an investment option and the investment options they do have, like a retirement date fund, they aren't putting a penny of your money in investing it in gold. That should tell you something right there. Also, conceptually, for someone already retired, a lot of people are looking to draw income off of their investments, out of their retirement accounts, like a Roth IRA, 401k, IRA, that kind of thing. So they're looking for dividends and interest and income that they can live on to supplement maybe a pension and social security. Well, the bad thing about gold is it doesn't pay any interest. While you hold it, doesn't pay interest, doesn't pay dividends because it's gold, right? So the only way you make money owning gold is if the price per ounce goes up and then you can sell it at a higher price. So it's kind of buy low, sell high idea. That's how you make money in gold. So if you're retired and you're looking for an income from your investments, from maybe it's a retirement account like an IRA or Roth IRA, if you're looking for income, interest income, dividend income, that kind of thing, maybe gold isn't the right tool for the job. It doesn't make it a bad tool. It's just maybe not the right tool for the job. Now, with all this being said, this listener he kind of sat back and he interjected here and there. But again, my stance is there is no evidence dating back to the 70s that gold would have been a better investment option than stocks, bonds, mutual funds that own both or one or all the above. But this podcast listener was still of the opinion that things will be different moving forward and that gold is the place to be even though all of human history has shown us 
that you cannot identify a 30-year rolling period where gold would have been the superior investment choice, things will be different in the future. I will tell you that I disagree with him. I personally am of the opinion that if history is any guide, and I'll argue it's the only guide we have, unless you have a crystal ball that you believe in, then you should really leave gold out of a 30-year retirement income portfolio that you expect to supplement your lifestyle for the next 30 years because it's an inferior choice. And not only that, but you can point to a lot of 30-year periods where gold didn't even keep up with the cost of living. So the longer you own gold in your portfolio, your purchasing power is eroding. And not only that, you have taxes on top of that. So you're really losing out. All right, I hope that discussion has been helpful. Again, if a listener wants to disagree, that is certainly okay. If you want to go and check out that episode that he was referring to, again, it's episode number 41 called Thinking of Investing in Gold, Think Again. But I think I tried to lay this out the best and really tried to explain my stance and why why I have the opinion that I do based on the evidence and the data that supports it. So if someone wants to try to change my mind, you know how to get a hold of me. You know my email website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. One more listener question I wanted to get to is from Jeff. Jeff has a pension buyout. He says, hello, Greg, love the podcast. Um, I have a question about a lump sum pension or an annuity option that I have available to me through my work. I can either take $1,000 per month or a lump sum of $240,000. I really don't want to pay all the taxes on the $240,000. Is there any way to avoid that? And also, the letter I received from them says that my pension is 73% funded. What are your thoughts? What would you do? Well, Jeff, without knowing your entire situation, this is going to be a little more challenging But what I can say is, I don't like hearing it's only 73% funded. I mean, this is your livelihood here, right? In retirement, $1,000 a month is what the annuity income is. And think about it. What if you showed up at the airport and they said, hey, you know, there's a 73% chance we're going to make it to your destination. I don't know about you. I'm not getting on that airplane. I'll take a bus, a Greyhound bus. I'll rent a car. I'll take another method. I'm not getting on that airplane. 73%. That doesn't cut it for me. Now, the funding status may change over time, but you don't know if it'll be better or worse. So based on your situation, if you're married and all that kind of stuff, what other retirement resources you have, like 401ks and all that, a lot of people like taking the lump sum and rolling that over to an IRA, a self-directed IRA, or maybe your 401k that you have through work. And by doing that, you're taking that lump sum, rolling it over. You don't have to pay the taxes all in one year. Once it hits your IRA or 401k, it's pre-tax money, that 240000 you can then invest it. So hopefully it grows over time and it meets or exceeds what you're drawing out of it. So if it's making $12,000 a year, well, at the end of the year, you're back to $240,000 and you're able to live on that $1,000 per month. And if something ever happened to you, there would still be $240,000 left for your spouse or your children or loved ones. So you've still got that $240,000 to fall back on. But again, you want to get that 
lump sum, that $240,000 working for you, don't just let it sit there idling, earning nothing. And if you're working with an advisor, which I would highly recommend, come up with some kind of income strategy. Okay, we're going to withdraw $1,000 a month out of this or whatever it happens to be. Maybe it's less. And that way you can determine how much over the next 30 years, if we're planning for a 30-year retirement, how long this money is going to last, the $240,000, and really making sure that your game plan, your retirement game plan is sound. And this is a great opportunity. Not all pensions allow this lump sum available to people. Some people have to take that pension annuity option. So hope that helps. But again, I would consult your financial planner. Hope this episode has been helpful to all listeners out there. Again, check out our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. Love to hear your comments, questions, love mail, hate mail. You know where to find us. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Investor Program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor Smart Investor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. 